Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Dana Lindahl. Dana, you're the founder of Legendary Lead Gen. This conversation is going to be all about what kind of lead gen is working well in 2020 uh, and beyond. Well, at least for the foreseeable future, because things change quite frequently. But thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Josh. Glad to be here. Now, you've actually been in this space for quite a while. Can you kind of give me your, your, your superhero origin story? Yeah, so we actually got our start in lead generation in 2014. Uh, the quick and dirty story is I was a copywriter. Uh, I was looking to bring on new clients for myself. And a friend of mine said, hey, well, if, if you're in marketing services, why not head over to Crunchbase and find a list of companies who have recently been funded with venture capital and reach out to them. They're looking to spend this money on marketing. It's literally burning a hole in their pocket. <laughs> so I did this. And started reaching out to these companies on Crunchbase, you know, funded startups and things like that. And I was booking dozens of calls a week. And I was quickly realizing that even though I was a decent copywriter, I had no idea how to write copy for a company who had just received $100 million in funding. Uh, but it was after only about a month of doing this that I got uh, an email back that said, hey, Dana, I'm not interested in your copywriting services, but this email that you sent me looks really good. Would you consider doing this for our company as a service? Yeah. And we didn't end up actually working for that company, uh, but we launched this and, you know, I, I took it to an entrepreneurial community of mine and said, hey, I got this, this system for bringing in new clients and leads. Let me test it on your business and let me see if I've got something. And I did that for about five people. It worked for four of them. And I realized I was onto something at that point. Wow. All right. So, um, so this it, back in the day, um, just browsing through Crunchbase and what, just cold email? Is, is that kind of the approach? Yeah, I didn't know at the time what I was doing was cold email. I just figured, uh, hey, I'm getting in touch with people who might be able to use my services and yeah. putting out a compelling pitch for myself. And that's exactly what, what cold email is. And then I built a business around that. Wow. Um, so does that approach work really well today? Or is that something that's kind of gotten a little bit crowded? <laughs> So it's definitely crowded. It definitely does still work. Uh, there's a lot more challenges, though, most of them being technical and infrastructure challenges. Uh, basically, GDPR came along in 2018. Uh, uh, yeah. For those that aren't familiar, that's the data regulation in Europe that says you can't hold anybody's information and have it tied to that specific person. Uh, what it actually screwed up for us was it changed the way that things landed in the inbox. Uh, basically, the, the algorithms of how they determine where an email goes changed mm -hmm. during that time when all yeah. screwy was getting Viagra emails directly to my inbox. Meanwhile, everything that we're sending for our clients is not getting delivered. Uh, so it was around that point that we switched over to LinkedIn. And I should add the caveat that the deliverability issues on the email side have yeah. gotten easier since then. There's a mm -hmm. lot more that needs to be understood on the infrastructure back end for it to work, but it's it's definitely still possible. Uh, but we decided to take our expertise in both copywriting, targeting, and move that over to LinkedIn. 
And I think LinkedIn is the best place to find B2B leads these days. Though, again, the platform and the system and the strategy that's being used is much different today than it was even in 2018 when we switched over. So um, I I would then, I guess my next question would be to ask, um, in terms of lead gen using LinkedIn, does that mean that we use Sales Navigator and we just start bombarding companies with, hey, we'd like to talk about your IT services? Well, the first part is is correct. Definitely, we want to be using <laughs> Sales Navigator to find the, the right sorts of people. Yeah. And as, you know, as recent as even a year ago, all of it would be correct. It was it was easy to just reach out to people who are in your target market. And as long as you're speaking their language, you can get them on the phone. And these days, things are quite a bit different, actually. Uh, there's a lot of automation tools that have been released in the past year that have made it very easy for people to just send campaigns that aren't thoughtful at all, just, you know, really putting out garbage and and spam. So it makes it much harder to actually, you know, put your thoughtful message out there into the world and get somebody on phone or start having a discussion around your business. So we had to, again, turn things on its head, pivot. And what we decided to do is, hey, you know, everyone's tired of people reaching out and saying, hey, let's get on the phone, listen to me, talk about my business. Let's talk about how we can find a solution for you. And we said, hey, why don't we just go and start helping people? So we switched our campaign style instead of being, you know, hey, let's get on a call. Let's see how we can help you out. But let me actually help you out. So, hey, here's uh, a piece of content that I wrote that I think is going to be really interesting for you. I think it's really relevant for your industry. Or, you know, there's a lot of things going on right now. I'm running a completely free one month long training program for anyone who's affected from the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um all of these things are the now the basis of our, our campaigns. Uh, so reaching out to people on LinkedIn who are an ideal target customer, but not selling them anything, sharing valuable information with them. But the end goal is not even necessarily to bring on these people as clients. Those people that are in your ideal target market are connected to a lot of people on LinkedIn that are also within your ideal target market. So now we go and we post things to the newsfeed. We post status updates, we post content, and it's shorter pieces of content. It's not long form pieces of content that are difficult to produce. But the way the LinkedIn algorithm works, it doesn't just show you things that are from your connections. It shows Mm -hmm. you things from your connections, your connections, connections, and your connections, 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 and so on. Oh my goodness. If you have great content on LinkedIn. Even if you don't have great content, (laughs) but, (laughs) but the way that it works is much different than Facebook or Instagram, for example, which is kind of just showing you people that are directly within your, your network, your friends, Whereas LinkedIn is a content deficient platform currently compared to the other social media networks. So it actually is going to show this to much, much more people. So us reaching out and sharing this content with new people who are in our target market, at a certain level, all this is really doing is expanding our network. And connecting with one person on LinkedIn could mean that we're showing this to now thousands of more people, uh, thousands more contacts. So we reach out to people and we send them valuable information so that when we do reach out, they're not annoyed by the things that we're sending them. They're, they're glad to have it. They might ask us more questions about, Hey, how can I learn more about your service or how you guys operate? So that's a win right there already. But at the very fundamental level, we're adding a new person to our network. We're expanding our reach. So all these things that we go and we post for ourselves or or for our clients is reaching thousands and thousands of more people. And that's what's allowing us to basically use an outbound process to produce inbound leads. And that's what I feel the the platform is best utilized as 
today, yeah. 2020. So Dana, you're an agency and this is a service that you provide to, uh, to uh, companies and brands and, and individuals. Um, so what do you, what are you typically, what, what kind of content are you co-creating with them? So there's two types of pieces of content, really. One is going to be more of a long form type of piece of content. Uh, yeah. Something that's going to be very helpful, valuable, maybe a how-to post. That's going to be what we reach out to people with and we send once they connect to us. Uh, mm-hmm. That's kind of our way of giving back. We're asking you to connect with us. We're asking you to be a part of our network. Here's something valuable for you. And if we do it correctly, then there's going to be a natural path for anyone who sees value in it to ask us, how can we work with you? How can we learn more? The second type of content that we do is more of the the status updates, the things that you see in your newsfeed. Mm-hmm. And these have a maximum of 1300 characters, which is about 250 words or so. And these are split between primarily actually text-based posts. And then we'll do some, some images and maybe a couple memes, but that's, you know, we try to keep that a little bit more few and far between. Um, but what we don't do is link out externally to, to other articles. LinkedIn will kind of suppress your, your reach if you're trying to take people off of the platform. So a lot of the stuff that we're posting in the newsfeed is just inspirational type things or a lesson that's been learned. Things that people resonate really well with are, you know, something that you learned from a recent hire that you made, or, you know, oftentimes lessons where you made a big mistake and then share what you, you learned from coming out the other side of that. Those types of things resonate really well, but I always recommend people to establish themselves as an authority and figure out a way that they can tie it slightly back into what they do. So me being in lead generation, I like to talk about sales. I talk about Calendly as a tool for booking sales appointments and yeah. things like that are all kind of tangentially related to what I do. They pique the interest of people who are going to be potential clients of mine. And then from them seeing these things that I'm talking about, they then learn more about me. They, they click through, they find out more about what we do. And then oftentimes people will reach out to me directly wanting to become a client of mine. So we've kind of flipped things on its head instead of reaching out to people and asking to get them on the phone. We're doing a lot of this activity on the same platform to get people to now reach out to us and get us on a call for the same goal of bringing them on as clients. Yeah. So Dana, I'm looking through your content, for example, and I see a lot of engagement. Uh, What do you do to get so much engagement on your content? So with LinkedIn, they have uh, an algorithm. It's a word that I'm using a lot when I talk about LinkedIn. And whenever you post anything at all, uh, they show it to a select section of your first degree network. And if your first degree network doesn't start to, and it's not your whole first degree network, it's maybe 10% of it. If those people that it's being shown to in that first hour aren't engaging with it, Mm. then LinkedIn basically sees this as, it's not a valuable post. Let's suppress mm-hmm. it and because we don't want this being shown to, to everybody. It's even his friends aren't, right. aren't liking it. Uh, if they do start to engage with it, yeah. then it starts to show it to a lot more people. So really the trick is to get your, your first degree network to start engaging with your, your posts within that first hour. So you can do that with people within your company, other people within your, your network colleagues, or, you know, just friends. Um, you can even create like a, a private pod of people who are going to help each other to uh, engage with each other's content. And basically, you know, if we say that a like is worth one and a comment is worth two, 
Um, you know, the comments are definitely better and yeah. threaded comments. If you can get a comment thread going and don't yeah. try to do this artificially. I mean, it's, you know, people are going to see it. It should be organic engagement. Uh, but a comment thread of three or four comments is going to be you know, much more valuable than simply just four comments on their own. How do I start or join a, a, a pod? <laughs> and and so explain, explain to... what a pod is. <laughs> So there's a few different types of pods. Um, there's the automated ones, which I'm not as big on. And then yeah. there's ones that are, you know, just people that you are in touch with. So uh, the best way to form a pod is to just reach out to like-minded people. Um, it really works best if you're going to join a pod to have these people be within your industry. Because, for example, you know, if I'm in B2B lead generation and I yeah. have like e-commerce guys who, you know, have nothing to do with what I do at all, you know, constantly engaging with my content, then something is off there. Yeah. So, you know, reach out to a few people within your industry and just, you know, come up with some rules. Um, if you're looking for it enough, you'll see people talking about it and, you know, having invites to these private pods. I would recommend for anybody who's thinking of doing it to not go for the automated way of, of doing it. That puts yourself at risk of, of other things. Um, yeah. but just think of, of, you know, who would be a good fit. You really don't need that many people as, as little as five. And, you know, honestly, once you get to 15 or so it becomes hard to manage. So you only need a good handful of people to, to get started with. So just reach out to people in your network yeah. and see who might be willing. So I could have my social media manager, like I don't have the time to do this, but I could have my social media manager say, listen, you know, these are the, you know, 10 other people that are kind of in our pod. And so when something shows up in the feed, you know, make sure you engage with that. And, uh, and then so similarly, they could, they could all do likewise. Yeah, it works best if everyone is kind of on a similar schedule, you know, hey, we're all going to post content at 10 a.m. Eastern. Oh, right, that way. Right. You know, because if you try to stagger it throughout the day, not everybody else is going to see things as it's posted and you're going to yeah, miss right. that one hour window. Mm. And one common thing in pods uh, is they'll, yeah, they'll go right. on long enough and some members will start to get annoyed with the other members for not keeping up with things, you know, enough. And it's very difficult when you're handling everything manually and people are posting through different times of the day. So the best way is often just, you know, hey, we'll all post at 10 or whatever arbitrary time you yeah. set, we'll all post at this time and we'll all go and engage with each other's content at that time too so that everybody is, is online at the same time. And it doesn't have to be you. It can be your assistant or whoever else that you have with yeah. access to, to your account to, mm -hmm. to go and do that for you. Wow. All right, Dana. So explain a little bit more about uh, the pro so the problem that you solve for your clients. And um, I mean, what does it look like when people work with you? So the problem at a, you know, the base problem that we solve for our, our clients is leads, but the actual problem that we're solving for them is authority. We're helping to establish them as authorities and industry leaders, uh, particularly on LinkedIn. Uh, so generally our clients will come to us saying that they need more clients, they need more leads. Uh, ideally, they'll have a good sales process in place already when they start to actually you know, speak with the, the person, uh, but they'll come to us and they'll describe who their ideal customer is and the type of service that they're looking to sell more of. Uh, then we'll start brainstorming with them around the types of content that we can produce for them. We'll create a content calendar for the next month uh, for the status type updates. We'll also create a few pieces of longer form content to use as kind of our, our lead magnets. Uh, and then we start with running our campaigns where we 
reach out to people. We send about 50 connection requests each day to people who are within target, send valuable content to these people. And as the network expands, we're posting content to their newsfeed and bringing in incoming leads from people who are reading about their thoughts and philosophies on different things as it relates to business, their industry, everything that's going on in terms of current events, and then is able to click through to their profile, which we've optimized as well to be basically their modern business card. Uh, so basically everything that we're trying to do, and I haven't mentioned this yet, is we're trying to attract people to click through to the profile of our clients, mm-hmm. yes. which has been optimized in such a way that it makes these people want to get in touch with our client to find out more about how they can help them. Uh, so everything is kind of just a, you know, one big funnel to get everybody to land on the profile and the profile is optimized enough so that after a certain amount of visits, it's likely that they'll receive incoming inquiries. Nice. Nice. And so what do you do, Dana, to, to get business? (laughs) How have you been able to grow and scale your business now? So we often use our own service to yep. bring in clients for ourselves. I was, That's been, I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've uh, it's, been good, our... <laughs> it's good for other people or people pay us money, but eh, we do something different. <laughs> yeah. So we've been our, our longest client uh, basically since we began. Um, and we were, since we were one of the first companies uh, to start doing basically outbound as a service in 2014, uh, we just get a lot of referrals as well, just from people we've worked with in the past or people who have known about us or worked with us or heard about us from somewhere. Uh, certainly, there's no shortage of companies around these days on LinkedIn that will generate leads for you. I know because about four to five of them hit me up every day trying yeah. to pitch me on LinkedIn lead generation services. And I think their targeting might be a bit off. Uh, but yeah, uh, those are the, the primary ways that we bring in new clients for ourselves. Yeah, excellent. And you're based in uh, Tampa. Yep, in Florida. Yeah, nice. I'm just up the road in Orlando. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, So, Dana, um, the, you know, with kind of how business has evolved a little bit, how have you seen, has lead gen been impacted uh, because of COVID 19 and kind of the subsequent uh, quarantine, as it were? Yeah, definitely. Um, But it's also kind of reinforcing our new systems and methods of doing things. Uh, You know, there's still a lot of people out there just trying to connect and pitch and really not putting a lot of thought into it. And honestly, I think there's more people doing this right now uh, because they're just kind of desperate and need to bring in sales. So they're just trying to do whatever they can and and see what sticks. Uh, But definitely people are not buying as much right now. so I'm telling most people, you know, focus this time that you have right now, especially if your target market is not currently buying, don't double down on trying to be a salesman, double down on trying to be a helpful person. Uh, you know, all over the internet, I'm seeing both consumers and business people talk about and point to companies that are doing good by their customers and employees during this time. And companies that are not doing so good by their customers and employees during this time. People remember those things when we come out of this crisis. They're going to remember all these companies that took care of their employees and they're going to utilize those companies in the future. They're, that's, they're going to vote with their dollars and they're going to remember the companies that laid off a bunch of employees. Uh, so this is, you know, if your target market is not buying right now, don't continue to try to sell to them. Focus on making relationships, focus on being helpful, focus on being the guy that they're going to come to once their industry is up and and running again, because Mm -hmm. uh, we are going to come out of this. 
And the other thing that I'll say is that it's probably worth adding just a quick line about hope your family's okay. Hope, you know, something about these uncertain times, not doing so seems insensitive. Doing so, of course, is like, everyone's going to glaze over it because everyone's getting these lines about COVID-19 in their inboxes everywhere. So it's not like it's going to do a whole lot, except if you don't put it in there. Yeah. Look at this guy. Who does he think he is right now? Does he realize we're in a pandemic? And here he is talking about his SaaS tool. You know, yeah. here he is sitting on the hood of his sports car on the beach and, <laughs> you know, had bags surrounded by bags of money. Probably not the best time to be flaunting that kind of uh, message. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. Well, Dana, what's a great way for people to engage with you and maybe a, maybe a pillar piece of content or something that you could lead people to, or they can kind of get to know a little bit more about how you operate and how you help on the lead gen side right now? Yeah. So the best way is to head over to LinkedIn, of course, uh, and look me up. My name is Dana Lindahl. My name can be a little bit difficult to spell, uh, but you should be able to find it through these show notes. Um, On my LinkedIn profile, I have two articles featured that kind of show off our philosophy on things. Uh, One is how to stand out amongst all the noise on LinkedIn. And another is the state of outbound lead generation in 2020. Mm. Uh, Kind of breaking down everything of where we've been and the point that we're at now and everything in between of how we've gotten here. Uh, Both of those will tell you a whole lot more about what I think about everything in this industry. And our website as well is legendaryleadgen.com. We try to publish new articles a few times a month about things in our industry or just the general state of things. Yeah. Well, Dana, you, you seem like a very authentic guy and, you know, for being in the Legion uh, space, you know, there's, there's a lot of sharks out there, to be honest. And uh, so I appreciate your, you know, that, that, that you value relationships most of all, because it's truly what works. And so, uh, again, your website is legendary leadgen.com and there uh, you can find Dana as well on LinkedIn. So matter of fact, I I just sent a connection request, followed you everywhere. And so I look forward to uh, watching your work and, and, and learning from uh, someone who's doing great content and I got to find me a pod. (laughs) Dana, Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for having me, Josh. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 
15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.